Hi, I'm Rich Rothman, and here's a great opportunity for all of my listeners who are attorneys, CPAs, physicians, and dentists. You know, now you can borrow up to $625,000, including lines of credit, term and vehicle loans, at exceptional rates and terms. Introducing Total Pro financial lending packages from Total Bank, especially designed for attorneys, CPAs, physicians, and dentists. The best, easiest, and fastest financial assistance you could ever wish to have, whether you have an established practice or you're just starting out. And with Total Bank, it's minimum paperwork and 24-hour pre-approval. Just visit www.totalbank.com for all the details. Or you can call Ivis Leon at 305-476-6273. I'm going to tell you again, that's 305-476-6273. And remember, easy lending with Total Pro from Total Bank. Apply today. Total Bank. Member FDIC. Do you have aging on your mind? Is your health and well-being a major concern in your life? With the rising cost of health care and the many risks associated with prescription medications, an increasing number of Americans are turning to preventative therapies. A world-class team of PhDs and medical doctors from both Eastern and Western traditions has been assembled to formulate a breakthrough nutritional beverage with the wholehearted endorsement of the Chopra Center for Well-Being. Founded by Dr. Deepak Chopra, this team of doctors is proud to bring you Zri. Zri is a delicious synergistic blend of seven powerful herbs, fruits, and botanicals designed to restore your youth. Zri is the perfect addition to your healthy lifestyle, safe and effective for people of all ages. This is an invitation to try Zri today and the offer of a 30-day money-back guarantee. Zri is brand new to the market and is not available at retail stores or your supply of Zri today. Visit bestliquidnutrition.com. Experience the gift of health and well-being. Bestliquidnutrition.com. No name is more synonymous with success than Miami Dolphins owner H. Wayne Heisinger, architect of three Fortune 500 companies, including AutoNation and Blockbuster. This renowned entrepreneur has brought his unique business approach to the classroom with the Heisinger School of Business at Nova Southeastern University. With a faculty of real-world leaders and a curriculum based on Heisinger's entrepreneurial ideals, the Heisinger School of Business offers the rare opportunity to learn the ropes from someone who's climbed their way to the very top. Apply now at nova.edu slash business. You gotta be here for Marlins Super Saturday, June 28th, featuring a post-game concert with KC and the Sunshine Band. Following a fireworks spectacular presented by Mikasuki Resort and Gaming. Be here as your Marlins battle the Diamondbacks at 710. Get a Marlins car wash set presented by Maroney Automotive Group and a Mike Jacobs Marlins jersey courtesy of Doctors Hospital. Come early and party at the Strike Zone with music, autograph sessions, and more. Marlins Super Saturday, June 28th with KC and the Sunshine Band. You gotta be here. Call 1-877-MARLINS. A new terminal that is larger than some mid-sized U.S. airports. The new Miami International Airport. A new 350-space ground-level short-term parking lot. The new Miami International Airport. The only U.S. airport with sleep pods. The new Miami International Airport. The international gateway to the Americas with more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined. The new Miami International Airport. And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport's savoir-faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move towards the future. The new Miami International Airport. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. 
Live from Atlantic Radio Network in Coral Gables, Florida. I've had an epiphany every Thursday and Friday. You mean a sudden revelation about the essence of existence? This is the Rich Rothman Show. Oh, uh, no, what's the word? 1360 WKAT. Come on, Hi, it's Rich Rothman, and uh, sitting here with Bruce Frazee. We just had and uh, Wanda Miles in the booth with us. Hey, hey Wanda. We just had uh, Neil on the uh, phone uh, giving the Asbury report, and I encourage you to go to his website, uh, Asbury's World. Um, isn't that what he said? Asbury's World. I believe so. Yeah. Um, you can go to our website, and it will link it. I will tell you that. And we also list all his articles. So you need to go to the uh, the richrothmanshow.com. Check that it out. That would be easier. That would be the easiest thing to do. Then you can actually see things about Neil and see his other stories and articles that he's written. And look at your picture. You can look at my ugly picture. But the point is, Neil has a tremendously strong background <laughs> in international business and trade. And he has spent most a good part of his adult life overseas in third world countries developing business. And he, uh, he just won a major award for uh, U.S. Uh, the champion... Uh, uh, export of the United States. You know, Rich, one thing I think that we all owe ourselves the obligation of at least understanding global trade. And that's one way by Neil's report that you can yeah. get a handle on. No, it's a terrific right? opportunity because people say back and say, well, I, I don't want any more. I don't want NAFTA. Yeah. We're losing. Well, you know At what? least try to understand Understand it what price. it's all about and don't get caught up in the hype. Exactly. Cut through the hype and, and deal. Uh, you know, with the realities of it. Right. So, um, anyway, that that's the point. And uh, and I, I also want to point out that we haven't, and the, and the ads aren't running yet because we have to we have to produce them by next week. But we have two major sponsors that have joined the show to uh, support international trade and the Asbury Report. One of whom is uh, Seaboard Marine, which is Seaboard Marine, which is a cargo company, the largest uh cargo shipping out of the port of Miami and the, I believe it's the largest in all of South America. I remember them. Yeah, terrific. Jose Perez Jones yeah. is over there and he's on the he's a chair of the World Trade uh, World Trade Center with me. And um uh we're very very proud uh to uh, sponsor them. They're already posted on our website so you can you can check it out. I I'm getting this ring thingy. I know. I I don't know what's going on. That's that's better. That's much better. Thanks. And uh, and the other one is the Port of Miami has joined us effective today, and uh, what a great sponsor! We're, we're overjoyed to have them. Uh, uh, Bill Johnson, uh, the uh, the Port Director, uh, will be on the show uh, when he can. He's always traveling. I'll tell you that. Well, there are a lot of ships there. She just gets on a ship and go. But uh, but we have a tremendous port, and you know we did a lot of business with them going oh, yeah. back to Latin Bill's trade a good days. Guy, and and that'll be a, that'll be a fun sponsor to work with. Yeah, that's going to be great. We're going to do good things for them as well as for Seaboard. We have two other, three other major sponsors uh, signing up. The show is growing, and we're very excited uh, to be able to say that. So uh, I just want you all to know that when you hear our sponsors and you hear MIA and our good friends over there. Uh, we, you know, uh, Pepe uh, Diaz, who's uh, you know running in, and we have uh, uh, Lauren Stover, who's just wonderful, and Chris Mangos, and uh, as a result of that, we met Jeff Stover and right. learned all about protecting the presidents, and we we're going to get him back. He's got better oh, he stories. Now we know how to get the real stories out yeah. of him. <laughs> but uh, we're very, very excited to work with these folks. And Total Bank has been a sponsor from day one of the Biltmore Hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got to tell you, I, it's really interesting, and this literally just happened to me. I was talking to uh, uh, someone who I'm having lunch with on Monday uh, right here in the Gables because we're at 300 Aragon, so everyone assumes we're going to 
you know, go to the Gables to eat. Because why? Because the Gables only has the best restaurants in South Florida. They're phenomenal. Like 80 million restaurants in, in the Gables, and they're all phenomenal. Uh, but, you know, the, the one thing that people always ask me, well, do you want to go to the Biltmore? You know, do, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because, A, Gene's a friend, Gene Prescott, and, B, um, you know, they're an advertiser. The truth of the matter is uh, the Biltmore has one of the most unusual environments for a, uh, for a lunch or dinner. When you eat in the courtyard Fontana, it's just terrific. And uh, the food is five-star and the, uh, the, the service is five-star. But uh, it is a good place to bring a high-end client, I'll tell you that. The ambiance is, uh, is, is, is just really, really good. So uh, we're, we're pleased with that. So I just want you all to know that when you get a chance uh, to take uh, part of something that we're advertising, we'd like you to be able to get to the people like Pizza Fusion out at Weston and tell them that you, know, you heard it on, on the Rich Rothman Show on WKAT or a Total Bank, get a hold of Israel Cruz or some of the other people that we're talking about in the ads. They've been running with us now for about uh, 15, 16 weeks, and uh, and all the others that advertise with us were, you know, uh, we're very, very pleased. So, um, okay, now here's fun. This is going to be good, and I'm I'm really excited to have Mahendra Sharma on the phone with us. Mahendra, are you there? Yes, I'm here very much. All right, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am terrific. Now I got to first ask you, what part of the world are you in today? Yeah, I'm here in California, Santa Barbara. Oh, lucky you, lucky. Well, are you you're in you're in the Santa Barbara area? Yes. Is that that's not where the fires are, is it? No, no, it is. It is not here. No. Okay, good, because I have to tell you now. Last time that you were here, we had a tremendous response about you. I want you to know that, and uh, we had a lot of people go to the website. We're talking about 1,200 people in one night. Okay. Went to the website from all over the world. Yeah. Which was terrific. And yep. and and you had said that around the 27th of the month, yes, you gave us a range that the price of oil was going to drop, which it did, by the way, nine dollars, yes, in that 24-hour period. Now, of course, it spiked after that, so we got to ask you about that. But uh, but I'm very excited to have you here and tell us what you've been doing. We know you have your book out, Mahendra Prophecies. Mm-hmm. That's still available, and that's all in, in major bookstores or Amazon.com. Yes. Okay. Now. What's been going on in the last few weeks with you, and, and what's going to happen? What's hap- Let's talk about this oil thing for a minute, because that's the scariest. Yeah, you know, uh, and any any bull market where whenever it is ending, the astrologically, when I see any any market is turning around, either from the bear market or or from the uh, uh, bull market, whenever any market they starting the new path. They takes them maybe the few days, few weeks, but overall, like like I said, that, that the trend the trend in oil will be uh, bull market or this uh, the bubble or the speculations will be over because this cycle this cycle has already ended. Now this is a, just the final stage, maybe the few weeks or few days. That's it. Like in next week again, when the moon is entering in the Sagittarius on the Wednesday, uh, that's the time that uh, maybe the after the inventory, maybe the Oil will start moving down after after making it maybe the top or something, and that's it. Because it is it takes this is all the depends on the cycle. Like 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 if you if you if you just go back when when in the January 2000 when I when I recommended people to get out from technology and the technology started still they were going up and people said that Mahendra we made a biggest mistake. So I said no, you made 
I have been recommending techno buying technology since 1996, and you made a great amount of money. Now get out. Let it go up, maybe the few weeks or few months, but this bubble will uh, would burst very drastically and exactly happen. So same way with the oil, it is it is not going up with the China or the India. It is not going up. If you if you see a Chinese stock exchange that has dropped the 50% in last nine months, and that is what I was recommending by the yeah, middle of the last year uh, when I I said that, that, that this market was going to crash down, and no nobody believed that this in mind that China market was going to crash down. I said yes, and now today you see the chart uh, Shanghai stock exchange is down 50%. So 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 it is it's sometimes the people when we see. It is really hard to believe, but this is—they are all the trains. They get born, uh, uh, they get birth. Like, like that, Saturn is responsible for this boom. Like, like we talk about previously, the Saturn, yeah, planet Saturn, like a, right. the, yeah, technology, technology boom is started, which was the five-year boom, uh, or maybe the bubble market or the high rising, because uh, Saturn was supporting. So technology starts from the air, and then. It goes into the under the earth, which was the mine, mineral, and energy. So that after the technology bubbles, that cycle is started. So the, that cycle is just ended. It just ended. So mining or the energy, this all the even the gold and gold stocks and energy stocks and energy and the metals, they will uh, they all will going to go down now in the thumb uh in the next uh, at least at least for the 7 to 9 years time they will be okay there will be ups and down in the market nothing goes straight away down and nothing goes straight away up from oil to come from the 12 or 12 14 dollar when i when i recommended to buy it took 6 and half years to reach here so i think i think it it it, it takes time and the next uh, the cycle will going to start from uh, now the now from the ground or the surface of the earth, which will be the, I can say, agriculture cycle. You know, the Saturn is just, you can, you can just, if you, if you know a little bit astrology, you can just find out or maybe figure out that, that, that how all these cycles, uh, they just go, they come, they get birth, they, uh, then they become young, then they eventually die in the bubble. And then again, after a few years, then again you see the cycle is starting. So, so I think, this cycle, the bubble cycle for the for the mining uh, and the and the energy cycle, they are very near to end. They, they are almost almost according to me, they are almost ended. In fact, so do you think it'd be a good, then? Are you recommending to your clients that at this point they should take their profits out of what you're discussing, oh, oil yes, and yes, mining, yes, and, yes. and put it into something safer? Yes, definitely. I have been since last since last two months. I have been recommending that let the let the people speculate and let let them speculate. But this bubble, like like especially energy bubble, I'm I'm just calling that from the June any time, uh, like a end of the May. I predicted, in fact, that 28, 80, and up, 80, 80, 80 should be the higher side. In sometimes it goes higher, the few dollars or maybe the five, six percent, seven percent, according to the market conditions. But overall trend is ended there. And and I see, I without any fear, Leslie, let the Morgan Stanley predict the one hundred and fifty dollar. Let let the Goldman Sachs predict the two hundred dollar. But but I say the oil oil is toward to the seventy five, then sixty five, then forty five. And I think I think forty five will be the great buy for the oil. But I think by the time this is a 
death of the oil because uh, death of the energy because uh, this this bubble it it everything is written in the destiny because this bubble cre will will create the the use use demand for the alternative energy and that's what I have been writing I have been writing if you if you see my 2004 book it speak about the same about the alternative energy that I see a great era of the alternative energy for the 22 years and especially from here the 12 years the alternative energy year era so I think this bubble the destiny destiny is changing for the oil the demand of the oil will going to go down drastically because of all the new technology will going to take birth and uh, yeah so this is all the cycle they happen for the reason yeah, yeah. But, but if you're saying, I, I, I tend to think, I, I agree with you to, to a point. Um, I, you're right, because as the new technologies come on, well, two things are occurring. One, the price being so ex expensive, people are backing down on their expenditure for energy. Two, mm -hmm. that with new technologies, they don't need that energy. They're going to need different energies that are being exactly. produced, different technologies of energies that are being produced. But let me ask you a question, because very often you link, link, geopolitical events to uh, uh, market events. Do you yes. think that this is going to be, create a geopolitical event as a result? No, I think I think I think uh, this. Uh, whenever the last time uh, last time I was on the show, I I told uh, you that 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 the sixty percent uh, yeah the chart or the or the future depends on the countries how the countries chart is strong and the, if you if you read. Uh, the chart uh, chart of the USA independent chart, the date of the independent and the, and the chart of USA and then the 2000 uh, January, 1st January chart for the next 180 years. Still, I have a very strong belief that the that the USA will going to remain a superpower. Okay, now then 60%, uh, the, that's work 60%. Now the 40% works, who is the politicians, who is ruling the country, which party is ruling the country? And uh, and 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 the time. Uh, I think. I think. I think. I think. I'll. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Post the 2001. One of my article on my website. When I uh, in that article I mentioned that the that the George W. Bush the chart is not that great, and that all because of maybe you can see the coincidence or the destiny or whatever say. And I I predicted that during his timing of the ruling. The USA will going to go into the major ups and downs, including the terrorist attack, including the interest rate, including the housing housing bubble, and then maybe the depressions or the recessions. And that's in 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 a small way we have seen during his era everything little bit little bit. But now the let's the let's talk about the future because his time is now he will yeah he has another five months. But but let's, but it's ending. I mean it's waning right now. I mean, his yeah, time uh, is waning. Yeah, sorry. His time is waning. So, in just yeah. a matter of months, he's history. Yeah, yeah that's it. But, uh, but, but, I think the now we said to focus to the future because uh, that is very important for us, everybody. Uh, I think, I think uh, now the Hillary Clinton, uh, where I was, I was very close on her, but it's still the one percent I still favored the Obama, but I like the Hillary. Yeah, Hillary Clinton. But anyway, because her chart is beautiful, if 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 if, if she would have come, then the different, completely different story. But anyway, the, now the Obama and the McCain's, and I think I think the Obama chart is uh, not 
not that great. And I don't know somehow, somehow, uh, this is the first time I'm, I'm just uh, officially publicly announcing that the, that the his chart is indicating that maximum he can rule for the six years. If suppose he comes in the power and uh, it looks like to me that he will, yeah, he will going to win the elections. So, so I don't know how the six years uh, he will going to rule. So I don't know maybe the one full term and then maybe the second term he, yeah, he will going to do the half. But his chart is indicating that, that, that economically the country will do better from the where we are. But the time, uh, yeah, the last time I, and then as well as, as well as in my book, I, I printed uh, that uh, I predicted that uh, the Dow Jones will going to hit 40,000 if suppose the Hillary Clinton comes. Right, if that's Obama that was a biggie. Comes, <laughs> yeah, and and if Obama comes, Dow will going to hit around the 28,000 to the maybe 31,000. Well, that's still pretty good. Yeah, it is. It is. It is definitely investors will going to make a huge amount of money. And last time, the very important, I think, I think one of the very important uh, the predictions I made on your radio, and that was the rebound in U.S. dollar. Right. That's very yeah. important. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, and if you if you see the last two weeks chart, the dollar has came back very strongly against all all the world currencies, and that really surprised everybody. Well, it, and, w it would help us with the oil situation a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it will uh, it will going to help us with the oil situations and the money will going to flow back into the U.S. Uh, yeah, USD or the, or maybe U.S. dollar. Uh, huge amount of and 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 the, there is so many reasons behind to. Uh, I have been uh, I, I have been each and every one. I have been saying that uh, that please buy dollar, please buy dollar, but but. But there is a very strong reason behind it because I, I always, uh, whenever I see, I just come out with the predictions and I just recommend people to do like like, like same way, the same person, same Mahendra Sharma was saying in 2001, sell dollar, just get out from dollar, dollar will go in, uh, uh, would crash down and exactly happen. And it's so uh, like like now today, I'm I'm saying the buy dollar. So so people say Mahendra, why are you changing? I said no, I don't change. I don't love anything. I, I neither love anything in the market or neither I hate anything in the market. Neither I love the USA market or neither I hate the dollar or the oil. No. I just predict the, what I see. Sometimes my timing comes off and uh, that is uh, the part of the nature because nobody is 100% accurate. But, uh, right. What, let me ask you a question, a quickie, and we're almost running out of time because we're moving along pretty quick on the show. Um, grain. What's going to happen with grain? I mean, here we're seeing... Uh, you know, worldwide, people are complaining they're having trouble getting food product, and yeah. and corn's being used uh, in the United States for ethanol production, which is mm -hmm. driving up the price of corn. That was a big concern this week. Uh, how do you feel about grains? Okay, uh, the grains market, uh, they will, uh, yeah, the overall, uh, see, yeah, the, I predicted uh, when we started the show, I mentioned that the first era was the technology, then it was the mining, mineral, and energy, something to down the earth. Now. Now the time has come, yeah, for the surface uh, means the agriculture. So I see a great boom, the great era for the agriculture and the farmers and uh, the people will going to make a huge amount of money. But now let's talk about the grain prices. The grain prices. The sun is changing the house. Sun is changing the house on the on the 16th and the 16th changing the house. It's indicating from uh, it is according to the Vedic Indian astrology. It is. 
it is moving in the house of the Gemini, and that's indicating uh, the top in also in the grain prices. So overall, overall the commodities, and and then at the same time the yeah most important planet uh, Jupiter and the Mercury, they will going to have a the cross to each other, which will going to make a grain prices and all these commodity prices moving down sharply, completely. I think I think I see a huge downward trend in between the June and the 15th July, huge downward trend in the grain prices. But overall, the grain prices are going to remain okay. The two grains, uh, especially uh, yeah, wheat, I see still still prices going up toward to new historic high because I see a problem in the Australia. And the second problem I see in the coffee in Brazil. So I think if suppose you are selling the grains, then you should buy these two the side grains to hedge your positions. Right. That's interesting. That's terrific. Um, well, listen, um, are you traveling these days? Because I know you've been on a number of shows. Do uh, you have any shows coming up that you're going to be on that people yes. can listen to? Yes, 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 yes. There's, uh, the, I think, I think there are the four or five radio shows. Uh, they are coming, and then I'll be on the few... Uh, the C, uh, yeah, I'll be on the CNBC and I'll be I'll be in India f uh, for the few radio and television interviews and um, I'll be there for the one month. Uh, I will be in India, South Africa, Hong Kong, Singapore. I'll be all those places in next two months. Oh my God, you have a very busy summer coming up. <laughs> yes, I I normally travel with my family, so I love I love traveling. I have traveled maybe maybe more than 65, 67 countries. That's terrific. Well, listen, I would like to get you back in here uh, sometime towards the end of July or whenever you're back in Santa Barbara, uh, sure. because I'd like to follow up on what we what we prognosticated. That's why I was very excited for the 27th to come, and and lo and behold, you know, the oil dropped nine dollars in about a 24-hour period, and I said that's a pretty significant drop. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think those who are listening to this radio, they can note down that the, what the price today <laughs> or the next Wednesday will be, uh, for all these commodities, grains and the oil and everything, the metals and they are, they will just drop by the 27th of July. They can see that how much they have dropped. They will going to drop, I think, maybe the 30% or more. So I think this is a very drastic, whenever this, this kind of planetary movement they come, they just drop. I, and, uh, and, and and the dollar dollar will going to move ahead very strongly. So I think sure even even if I'm traveling, I'm going to send you the email and I'll I'll just uh, give you the call from. There. Well, that'd be terrific. No, no, we'd like to do that. And um, how can people get a hold of you again? Tell us. Yeah, yeah, uh, they can go on my website mahendraprophecy.com. That is the best way or easiest way to uh, yeah. The call okay, and we have that on our website, by the way. So they can, if they can't find you, they can come to us, and then we can connect them automatically to you. It just, it's linked. Okay, that's great. So we'll do that. Well, listen, Mahendra, thank you so much for being on the show. We enjoy listening to you. Thank you very much. All right, take take care. Travel safe. Thank you. All right, bye. Wanda, that's it. That's it. we got to watch out for there grains now. Did you take all those notes? I did. Oh, grains, 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 except for wheat and coffee. Grains are going to come down, he predicts, between now and July uh, 15th. Okay. So we've got to watch out for that. All right. Now, moving along quickly, because uh, I want to get this on as soon as possible, we have Dr. Ed Galab on the phone. Ed, are you there? I'm here. Welcome to the show. We want to thank you so much for coming back on the show. Uh, you know, you made, between you and George, you made us a an absolute <clears throat> believer in what's going on in the energy, uh, but from a different perspective, not the emotionality of what I read about in the paper 
And certainly every day it gets more frightening. I mean, I've never, it's very interesting. Energy is now one of the most important topics on any news, any news show and any conversation. Uh, on CNBC, they constantly have the oil crisis. You know, when you watch it and you see across the top in orange, the oil crisis. And, and they have oil and what it's up or down for that day. All of a sudden, oil and gas and so forth are the, the, the hot topics, so to speak. Of, uh, of conversation and on the bottom right hand corner they always have something about oil right now what's the current rate in the barrel of oil and and I, you never saw that years ago it just didn't happen so uh... boy are we in a, in a pickle right now aren't we yeah yeah we sure are and uh... unfortunately we're not taking the steps that we need to take in uh... in order to do something about the price and, uh, you know, there's a number of things that Congress could be doing, and I, and I think there is some legislation floating around in Congress to do some of these things. And uh, I know uh, one of them is, of course, to open up uh, all of the uh, U.S. lands that are currently off limits to exploration, both offshore uh, and onshore in the United States. And, you know, it's an interesting statistic. If you look at the U.S. trade deficit for April, it was approximately $61 billion. Fifty percent of that, half of it, was due to oil imports. That's right. And the interesting thing is that was at an average price of $97 a barrel. So just imagine when the numbers come in for May and June what that number is going to look like. And it just is so short-sighted, the politicians, that not, not to understand that not only is it in our national security interest, but it's in our macroeconomic interest to be allowing the private sector to go out and get this oil into the marketplace. But yet they continue to raise these non-existent threats to the environment issue there is right. no threat hang on for a second i want to go into that because when you when you look at the stats and you see every time a bill comes up uh... you see democrats uh... almost entirely uh, total majority practically uh, against it for any opportunity that we've got coming up when you look on the republican side it's like ninety one to ninety seven percent saying let's go for it that could be anwar that can be continental shelf that can be what is it the balkan uh... find in the midwest of the united states uh, like around uh, North Dakota, Montana. Well, Wanda, how much time do I have? Two seconds. I got two seconds. Ed, stay there. We're going we're gonna to take a short break. We'll be right back, and it's all yours, I promise. Right. Don't go away. This okay. is Rothman on 1360 WKAT. You know where I'm spending my next romantic evening out with my wife? At Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Maybe we'll start the evening with a five-star dinner at the newly opened Fontana Ristorante, enjoying their authentic Italian cuisine prepared by renowned chef Gaetano Accione. Or perhaps we'll dine at the acclaimed Palm d'Or restaurant. Zagat called Palm d'Or one of the best restaurants in the country. South Florida's best restaurants are at the Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami. On Thursday after dinner, we could really enjoy Biltmore Unplugged. Live jazz music poolside at the Cascade Bar and Grill. Fine food and live jazz is awaiting your next romantic evening at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Visit www.biltmorehotel.com for more information or call them at 1-800-747-1926 for reservations. The perfect night out is at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. 
Pizza Fusion, America's greenest restaurant, is now open in Weston, saving the earth one pizza at a time. Pizza Fusion serves a gourmet and organic menu of pizza, focaccia sandwiches, wraps, desserts, beer, and wine. All Pizza Fusion items are served in their purest form, untainted by the artificial additives such as sweeteners, pesticides, preservatives, and hormones. Enjoy our fresh salads, breads, dips, wraps, and pizzas. All made to order upon your request. With specialty toppings like goat cheese, Key West shrimp, wild lobster, spinach, eggplant, feta cheese, and more. It's all organic, natural, and delicious at Pizza Fusion. Come in today to Pizza Fusion at 2378 Weston Road in Weston and build your own pizza. Call 954-641-5353 for more information. Pizza Fusion in Weston. Saving the earth one pizza at a time. Being a writer, I can't imagine what it would be like not to be able to read. This is Dave Barry to talk to you about RFB&D Learning Through Listening. RFB&D Learning Through Listening serves more than 1,700 schools in 49 counties throughout Florida. From kindergarten through graduate school, RFB&D Learning Through Listening provides audio educational materials to anyone with a reading disability. A wonderful tool provided by a wonderful organization and one that needs your support. To learn more, call 1-800-535-0552, assisting tens of thousands of students in the state of Florida. RFB&D learning through listening. Do you own a business outsourcing your accounting? Then call the accounting and tax experts at TNJ Tax Service. For over 30 years, TNJ Tax Service has been preparing taxes for South Florida companies and individuals. As enrolled agents with the Internal Revenue Service, the pros at TNJ Tax Service can represent you or your company professionally to the IRS. Have challenges with your company's bookkeeping? Then call TNJ Tax Services. QuickBooks certified. TNJ Tax Services can provide training on QuickBooks for any small business. If you need monthly or quarterly bookkeeping services to handle all of your payroll and business needs, then you need to call. TNJ Tax Service, located at Taft and Flamingo in the Pillbox Plaza. Call 954-432-1700. 954-432-1700. TNJ Tax Services. No name is more synonymous with success than Miami Dolphins owner H. Wayne Heisinga, architect of three Fortune 500 companies, including AutoNation and Blockbuster. This renowned entrepreneur has brought his unique business approach to the classroom with the Heisinga School of Business at Nova Southeastern University. With a faculty of real-world leaders and a curriculum based on Heisinga's entrepreneurial ideals, the Heisinga School of Business offers the rare opportunity to learn the ropes from someone who's climbed their way to the very top. Apply now at nova.edu slash business. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL, customer service is back in shipping. Fresh talk with a South Florida flavor. This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT. Okay, we're back, and we have uh, Dr. Ed Glab on the phone. And I, I'm very, let me ask you a question. Because a lot of people feel that there's nobody out there who really gets it, and there's nobody out there that's really going to save them. I have never seen so many insecure Americans, including in my own family. So, do you think something doesn't a compromise have to exist sometime soon? And if so, what do you think it's going to be? Well, look, I think you know what everybody has to recognize is the problem has uh, two fundamental aspects to it. One is um, the supply side and the other is the demand side and you have to attack the issue at both ends. Now, you know, we can do a lot of things immediately on the demand side to lower demand and as a matter of fact, you know, U.S. Uh, demand growth has, has gone down in our usage 
since the prices got so high. But we can do many things. You know, James Schlesinger said the other day, um, and it's true that, you know, back during the uh, first oil embargo, we lowered the speed limit afterwards to 55 miles an hour. That saves millions and millions of barrels of oil every year. Now, Schlesinger was, was called the energy czar in those days, exactly, wasn't he? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things we can do. And, you know, we can we can all look at... A greater energy conservation and efficiency. Uh, one of the more interesting statistics is after that first oil embargo uh, in the 73-74 time frame, when you compare our pre-first oil embargo energy usage uh, in terms of the amount of energy we use to produce one dollar of GDP to today, we use 50 percent less energy. Now, the nature of our economy has changed, but it's also because we are so much more efficiency back, efficient. Back in 1970, we used to use about 18 BTUs per dollar of output. Today, we use about 9,000 BTUs. Now, we can continue to move that forward and use a lot less energy if we put our minds to it. There's a lot of technology out there and a lot of policies that could be put in place in order to decrease how much energy we are using. So I think that's something very important to focus on that could be a win-win for everybody. I mean, it would lower costs for business. It would lower costs for people. It would help clean up the environment because a barrel not burned is that much CO2 that's not put into the environment. So this is a win-win kind of thing when we talk about greater conservation and energy efficiency. Well, you know, that we could all agree on that, whether we're environmentalists or some kind of, you know, absolute free market believers in the free market, that we could focus at least on this demand side and get our act together on that. I, and I agree with that. Now, here, here's what I, what I see happening when I watch the news and I read, and, and this is like a good part of my day, Ed. I'm reading and looking up on this stuff. It, it appears that the, what you just said in terms on the demand side, that that's a democratic discussion. They want, I listened to Pelosi, I listened to a whole bunch, I listened to Leahy. Uh, they are saying, look, you know, uh, as Pelosi just said yesterday, we're not going to drill our way out of this. This is her answer. She was on, on a number of channels yesterday. We're not going to drill our way out of this. That's a straw man. When you set up these false um, uh, false uh, uh, ideas that be, by saying we should drill for more oil, that we're saying we can drill our way out of the problem, that's completely false. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need a port of energy alternatives. And in the meantime, right now, we depend upon fossil fuels, hydrocarbons, in this country for 80% of our energy. The world depends upon fossil fuels for 85% of its energy. We have no choice today but to continue down that path until such time as we have all these other clean technologies in place. We have no choice. We have to use the fuel right now. Now, we can do everything we possibly can to reduce that com consumption, and I think we should for the sake of the environment. But at the same time, nobody is saying we should or can drill our way out of it. That's, that's not the issue at all. The issue is American energy security. And if you can back out the equivalent of every single barrel of oil that we import for the next eight years, 
by going into these areas that are currently off limits to us in the United States, then that's something we ought to be doing. Now, granted, it's going to take years for these fields to come on stream to start producing and getting into the refining area. But it would send a shock to the system. It would send a shock to the system. I'll tell you what else. I think if we were to pass legislation like that, if we were to pass some serious conservation legislation, and if at the same time we were to threaten or actually open up the oil reserves we have, you know, the average price of the oil in those reserves is about $26 a barrel. Right. If the U.S. started selling that stuff at $120 or $30 a barrel, they'd realize a huge profit. And at the same time, it would be a great psychological uh, shock to all of these speculators in the market right now who are driving up the price of oil in an un unbelievable way. And that's another thing that Congress has to look at. Right now, you can buy a barrel of oil for about $0.07 cents on the dollar. You can borrow 90, 93 cents and only put in $0.07 cents of your own money. Well, this makes speculation absolutely rampant. Well, it's wonderful, doesn't it? You know, oh, yeah. I mean, these people are making a lot of money, but you and I are paying for it. All your listeners out there, and you and I, every time we go to the gas station, we're making these these speculators multi-billionaires. And, you know, that is something that I that really really grates me that we're allowing them to manipulate the system in a way that goes against uh, the, the supply and demand the vast ma majority of people they're manipulating the system exactly you now know, let, me, let me ask you a question as it relates exactly to that we had on Capitol Hill about two weeks ago you know four or five of the top executives ExxonMobil was part of it Shell was there and uh, and of course they were excoriated to a degree by a lot of the uh, congressional folks and and I thought it was a sideshow. I I just thought it was the wrong group of people to be screaming at because my personal feeling is that I don't think it's the big big oil companies that are the absolute cause of this problem. Well, of course they're not. Look, you know, uh, big oil companies control about 10% of the oil in the world. A company like Exxon produces about 3% of the world's oil. You know, 80% of the world's oil is actually owned by state oil companies. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that, that the big oil companies are, are involved in this. You know, the other thing about Congress is, look, you know, people are talking a lot about windfall profit taxes. Now, let me ask a very simple question to everybody. Are windfall profit taxes going to decrease demand or increase supply? Absolutely not. They're not going to achieve either one of those. Didn't work for Carter. So what's the point? Why are you beating the oil companies over the head and saying, let's put this windfall profit tax in place um, when it's not going to really contribute to solving the problem? Okay, so what we need to focus on here is increasing the the supply and and decreasing uh, the amount that we use while at the same time trying to break this vicious cycle of speculation that frankly has probably doubled what a barrel of oil should be costing today based upon basic market fundamentals. The well, market is basically imbalanced. There's no reason why we should be paying the amounts we're paying today for a barrel of oil. So, you know, there are things that we could do. There are steps that we could take. But, you know, getting uh, our congressmen to sit down and really reach across the aisle, this has to be a bipartisan thing. Oh, know. absolutely. But the question is, Ed, and that's a very valid point, but that's what I was trying to make before, before we took the break. There is such a dichotomy of psychology in this that when you see the voting, and I know they're trying to pass another bill, but when you see the voting, it's so hard. Democrats line up on their side. Republicans line up. Let me ask you a question. Who out there in Congress gets it? Who do you respect? 
who really gets it and maybe can you know take the lead and 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 create a bipartisan uh, progress. You know that that's a good question and no one. <laughs> There's nobody. Who's out there? My aunt Sophie. There's nobody out there, and that's where my fear factor comes in. It's like who gets it? Who can get out of the political arena just for a few days, folks? maybe a few months, and say, look, here's what we've got. We've got the worst challenge that we've faced since World War II. We need to go extra. We have to shift the paradigm. We have got to come together as a group, or we're all going to go down as a group. That's the bottom line. We're going to lose our sovereignty because people are going to go broke. This is going to happen. I mean, when you start looking at the numbers, just in the airline industry alone, Ed, U.S. Airways announced another 1,700 layoffs by September. Delta said they're doubling the layoffs because more people are taking the opportunity to retire, originally 4,000, and they're going to take all four plus another whatever, almost matching that. You're going to have almost a third of the U.S. fleet mothballed into Arizona someplace by uh, October, November. The MD-80 fleet for American Airlines is going to be history. The, some of the regional routes are going to disappear. I mean, we're going to see the erosion of life in the United States like we've never seen before. So, having said that, and I believe, I embrace, and I fully accept that to be the truth, somebody's got to look at this picture. Now, I've been listening to Newt Gingrich. Have you listened to his uh, his uh, campaign, We Won't um, Drill Now campaign? Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with it. Is that a bunch of hype? Well, no, I think, I mean, clearly he's trying to, to, to get people, make people aware of the, of the importance to continue to pr produce what we have, you know, here in the United States. Chuck but, Norris is doing the same thing, by the way, just yeah, so I throw that in. And, you know, I, I think that's a good idea, but here's the problem. You know, it's not enough for us simply to do that here in the U.S. We also have to work, for example, on Mexico. Mexico's uh, Contarell field, which is, I think, the second biggest field in the world, is in rapid decline. And if they don't do something about that within several years, uh, perhaps as early as six or seven years down the road, they're going to be a net importer of oil. That's going to be an absolute disaster for Mexico. Uh, you have Colombia, which has huge coal reserves. They're doing major exploration offshore. They're a net exporter today, but within a couple of years, they could be a net importer. Uh, we all know the problems in the Venezuelan uh, oil patch. Countries like Russia are basically squeezing out foreign investors, and they're not investing in the way that they should to develop their resources. I mean, if you look around the world, there is a resource nationalism that has raised its ugly head around the world, uh, a populist nationalist reaction in many countries. You look at even in our hemisphere in Bolivia and Ecuador, uh, for example, uh, not to mention Venezuela, Argentina, that is having a negative impact on energy supply. So it's, it's kind of a global phenomenon. And then when you crank in the political risk factor, you know, I mean, uh, the Israelis the other day saying that, you know, dropping a bomb, some bombs on Iran is not off the table. You saw what happened to the oil market because Iran... $6.64 rise in one hour. I watched it. Yeah, no, I mean, and so this political uh, risk element, the international uh, nationalism regarding foreign investment and the production of resources around the world, uh, not to mention U.S. outlawing, I mean, it's no wonder that there is a supply shortage in the world today. And the question is, 
is the U.S. Uh, and the European and the industrialized nations, well, are they well, going to be able to get together and deal with this issue effectively within the context of all the concerns about global warming? I mean, we still need to be focusing on and devoting huge resources to developing alternative energy. Well, I thought that's what the Prime Minister of uh, Japan said the other day. He was, uh, there was, what wasn't there a meeting of the G8 that he was part of that? Right. And he said that, from his perspective, this is the most important project that they can get involved in. Well, that's right. And, you know, and it could be, it could be an international project. Uh, you know, the, the, the U.S. went to the moon on its own, but they have opened up their space exploration now. It's their international, multinational efforts, and many people from different countries are contributing and, you know, spending time on the space station. Uh, this is the kind of thing that we need when it comes to energy. global energy. Absolutely. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a quickie. Let me yeah. ask you a quickie. Now, uh, first of all, a, a real rapid question. Number one, do you think we'll get a compromise in an energy bill sometime in the next few months? Well, I sure hope so, but with the election coming up, you know... Could um, be on hold until the fall, it couldn't could it? could easily be on hold until exactly after Scary. The That's scary. Number two... Uh, do you think eventually we're going to wind up uh, uh, drilling in the United States? Do you think we're going to be? Do you think we're going to go after that second largest find in the history of the United States in the Midwest? Well, I, I sure hope so because you know I, I think we can do it in a very environmentally uh, responsible way uh, that would not uh, in any way damage the environment. Uh, well, we've come a long way since the 60s and 70s. Well, of course, I mean the technology um, and the safety uh, that you know, goes into all of this offshore exploration and drilling is far more advanced than 40 years ago. Uh, you know, everybody points to the famous Santa Barbara oil spill off the coast of Santa Barbara, California. Uh, but, you know, there hasn't been anything similar anywhere uh, in the United States, uh, you know, since that time. Uh, question then. Next question. That goes right to my next question. Of all the oil derricks, of all the platforms we have in the Gulf of Mexico, with all the hurricanes we had, have we ever had a major blowout that despoiled the environment? Not on, on U.S. platform. There was one on a Mexican platform, uh, the East Dock, uh, back in the late 60s, uh, which there's no time to go into the details of that. But, right, you know, but that was the late 60s. Now, U.S. operators have an incredible safety record. Here's, the, here's something that's ironic also. You know, um, I, I like to think I'm an environmentalist, and when you come to the question of offshore, offshore platforms, those platforms that stand on the bottom of the ocean, do you know they act as artificial reefs? Yeah, I know that. that. In point of fact, these offshore platforms enhance the marine life, and yet people are so opposed to this off, offshore drilling. It's ironic that something actually platforms that, that enhance the marine life uh, and, and create a home uh, for fishes and all kinds sure, of Sure, it's like a life. sunken reef, a sunken ship going down. Exactly. Here's another one. It has the same kind of effect. So, you know, in, in reality, uh, I, I don't think this is a bad thing at all. Now, you know, getting back to alternatives, you know, the, the other thing is that, you know, people are chasing ethanol like crazy. Ethanol has huge problems associated with, including, you know, the amount of water that it's required. It's putting great pressure, particularly the way we chase it in the United States, on food prices. What we should really be chasing is electric cars. I mean, the technology is there, uh, hybrid and electric cars, the infrastructure 
to uh, charge the batteries is there. I mean, we all have wall outlets in our homes. It would be very easy to add electrical charging stations at hotels, uh, in parking lots, you know, as part of parking meters. Uh, these right, you park your car and you put your quarters in it at the same time you plug it in. Exactly. And it gets charged exactly. to your account. And this is where we should be providing incentives to move toward, not into ethanol. You know, ethanol is an octane enhancer is fine. You know, put 10% ethanol in the car because, you know, you can't use MTBE anymore. That's right. fine. But, you know, as it, you know, things like E85 that get 30% worse gas mileage and all the agricultural land and the water and the other issues involved, doesn't make any sense. Let's chase electric technology. That's, I think, where the payoff is. And, and, the, and the government could easily have a policy to give more incentives to industry. Although, I'll tell you, quite, quite frankly, right now, GM, Ford, Chrysler, Toyota, all of them are chasing this like crazy because they see that is the future. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of alternatives that, you know, are out there that we need to be going after. Uh, but in the meantime, what choice do we have? We are so dependent on fossil fuels. Uh, it's, we, you know, we can wean ourselves off them, but we cannot go cold turkey. No, you can't. Uh, the uh, CEO, president of Shell the other day, uh, indicated, he said, look, here's the stat. Every second of the day, we use in the United States 10,000 gallons of oil every second. He said that's one full swimming pool of oil is used. We cannot and will not for the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years wean ourselves of oil. He said the lifespan of a generation of cars is about 20 years. When those cars are gone, maybe you can make that mega, mega shift. But we've got to work towards that. Let me ask you one quick question before we, we lose our timing. Do you think it would make sense to put the group together the way we did in 54 for NASA for space exploration, do it for energy? I think I, I would go even beyond that. I think we need an international effort. Uh, I really well, it could do. be international. You know, I, I, and particularly a country like Japan. Japan has no natural resources to speak of, and that's to me that is, that is what is so miraculous. About Ed, that's why they went to war in World War II. Yeah, exactly. And and so here's a country that w w I'm sure would be on board with us immediately in terms of pursuing these alternative technologies, particularly things you know like like electricity. Uh, and there are many other countries around the world also who depend heavily on imports of energy that I'm sure would also be interested in pursuing these technologies. So why can't we go beyond thinking uh, just in terms of something like NASA and our space effort and say, hey, look, this needs to be a global effort. This needs to be something where many nations start chasing it and commit and commit to providing the kinds of incentives so their industries and their businesses will also chase these things because they can see a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I think we also need to use the market here. It has to be a public-private sector partnership. The, the public part has to establish the policies and the incentives and then let the private sector go after it. And I really think the private sector, as we've already seen, will respond. I mean, if you look at how the big automakers in the U.S. are cutting back on production of truck SUVs, they see the handwriting on the wall, their sales have plummeted, so they're chasing small cars, they're all talking about electric cars. I mean, you know, that is, is the one 
you know, uh, silver lining in all these dark, dark clouds about high energy prices, that people are finally waking up to the fact that we have to do something about alternative energy, that we can't go on depending upon fossil fuels forever. You know, even if they're abundant today, uh, they're not going to be abundant. No, they won't. It's, it's fait accompli. We have to do it. It's our manifest destiny to survive in the future. And I'm, I've got about 30 seconds left. Listen, you are terrific. You are my hero. I want you to know that. We want you back whenever we can get you. I know you are a very busy man. Uh, you're, you travel a lot. You're at FIU. We will get back with you if you want to get with us. Uh, how can people reach you? Is there, they could go through the website at FIU, I guess. Yeah, we've got our, we've got our energy business uh, website at FIU. You just go to the College of Business Administration uh, website, and you'll find the Knight Ritter Center and the energy business uh, websites. At the uh, at the uh, you know www.fiu.edu, we're there in the College of Business. Uh, now we're a joint effort, as you know, between the Applied Research Center, a bunch of engineers on campus, right. and a bunch of business people, and we're trying to set an example uh, to tell people, look, we need technology, uh, but we also need business parts, and we need to couple that with good government policy, and we can lick this thing. Of course we can. Ed, you're terrific. Thank you for coming. I want you to have a wonderful weekend. We'll speak to you in the next few weeks. Okay. Take, take care, care my friend. Listen, folks, you listen to Dr. Ed Glab from FIU, 25 years, ExxonMobil as well. He and George and all the other people we're going to bring on the show will bring you the information that you're going to need so you can understand we can get ourselves out of this situation. This is Rothman. I want you to have a great weekend. We're going to see you next week on Thursday. Wanda, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bruce, say goodbye. Goodbye. All right, I say goodbye, and I'll say see ya. Happy Father's Day. Be back next week, Thursday and Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. For more of the good. I'll be whatever you want me to be. The bad. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. The business. Why can't I worship the Lord in my own way? This is the Rich Rothman Show. I'm praying like hell on my deathbed. On 1360 WKAT. get when you cross an entrepreneurial tycoon and a mass media icon. The business opportunity of epic proportions. With an unstable economy on the minds of so many Americans, more and more people are deciding to start their own home-based business. This is why the legendary CEO of brands such as Christian Dior and Fruit of the Loom, Mr. William F. Farley, has decided to create a company that you have the opportunity to partner with. The name of this company is Zri. Zri has the wholehearted endorsement of the Chopra Center for Well-Being. Founded by Dr. Deepak Chopra, Zri has just launched in North America and is slated to be the next billion-dollar brand. There has never been a better time to capture a piece of the growing health and wellness industry, ride the wave to prosperity and abundance with the Zri opportunity. Visit wavetoprosperity.com. Remember, the key to success in any business is timing. Get ahead of the wave. Go to wavetoprosperity.com today. This time, it's your turn to prosper. Wallet feeling the crunch these days? The Florida Marlins have a way to save with the Marlins Free 5-Pack. Presented by Pollo Tropical. Buy a 5-Pack and get a second 5-Pack free. Packs start at just $75. That's right, only $75. Pick the games of your choice. See the Marlins battle the Cubs, Mets, Phillies, and others. You pick. Bring your kids, bring your buddy, bring your wife. The Marlins Free 5-Pack presented by Pollo Tropical. Get yours today. Call 1-877-MARLINS or go to FloridaMarlins.com. Marlins Baseball. you got to be here.
No name is more synonymous with success than Miami Dolphins owner H. Wayne Heisinga, architect of three Fortune 500 companies, including AutoNation and Blockbuster. This renowned entrepreneur has brought his unique business approach to the classroom with the Heisinga School of Business at Nova Southeastern University. With a faculty of real-world leaders and a curriculum based on Heisinga's entrepreneurial ideals, the Heisinga School of Business offers the rare opportunity to learn the ropes from someone who's climbed their way to the very top. Apply now at nova.edu business. 